This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy, out along with Brady Cannon after a winning week, two and one week, going to teaser route last week. We'll have a teaser and a couple of straight plays for you in just a second. Got to remind everybody, for you uh, folks betting at Bet Rivers, get extra value this football season with the Bet Rivers Squares. You can win up to $10,000 in free play. That's $10,000 in bonus money. Just simply bet a $10 same game parlay wherever you see the squares icon to earn a square. Again, bet $10 same-game parlays on any any game with the squares icon to earn a square available right now in all football season at Bet Rivers. When you pull it up uh, on your uh, on your mobile uh, your mobile device, I mean, boom, the, the billboard comes right up. So to remind you, again, went up to $10,000 with the squares for Bet Rivers this football season. All right, Brady, two and one, the teaser route. Uh, very well done. And uh, including closing out that emotional game that got – very tricky because the end game was flying up there. So as much as 14 and a half uh, in game. But the Bills uh, kind of unable to pull away from the Jets. And the Jets come back and steal the game outright in an emotional uh, MetLife Stadium in New York. So now life after, uh, life after Aaron Rodgers. So Wilson, okay, thrown in there. Uh, nothing spectacular. But is it enough to just get mediocre play at the quarterback position with the rest of this roster. This roster really made life tough uh, for Josh Allen. Now, some were self-induced himself. Now they go to Dallas after that big uh, turnaround, after, well, they look so good on primetime, that standalone game in the same building. Uh, you're looking at the Jets-Dallas game right now at Bet Rivers. It's nine and a half. Yeah, Jimmy, I, I think, first of all, it, it is an over-adjustment from Aaron Rodgers to Zach Wilson. Uh, you know, I felt that Zach Wilson has probably never come into a season before better prepared. It's his third year in the league, and he's had all offseason, all training camp, all preseason, even a little bit of game one uh, to be, you know, under the wing of Aaron Rodgers' guidance. So, and you're right. I, I don't think he looked that alarmed. Uh, he didn't look spectacular, but he threw that one pick. But I think he probably looked better. I mean, you go back to his first year or his second year, Zach Wilson against the Buffalo Bills in a situation like that, you would have had no confidence at all. Uh, not only did he look you know, mediocre and able to manage the game, but the defense, wow, they are really, really good. And I think that could carry this team a long way. Uh, so, you know, the adjustment, what we're seeing here in the line from Rodgers to Wilson is six and a half points. And I think it's really probably, I mean, I, I think the most you could do is five and it's probably closer to three and a half or four. Uh, and, and then you take a look at what we saw last week. You mentioned it, the Dallas Cowboys in that 40 to nothing win over the Giants. 
you know, that the reaction that the public is going to have to that, how dominant they were in that game, combined with the Rodgers injury, that probably inflates the line a little bit as well. The books are probably a little bit in protection mode. They're already taking all kinds of Cowboys money, uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if we saw this line come down a little bit because I do believe is it, it is a bit overinflated. Um, and then finally, Jimmy, you have the fallen hero theory here, and we've seen this a number of times across all sports. The star player goes down, and the rest of the team rallies the troops, that us-against-the-world mentality, and they come out and they play like gangbusters in that very next game, and I think that's very possible here. We saw it last year when Dak Prescott got injured in week one, and everybody in Dallas thought the sky was falling. Nope. Micah Parsons, everybody rallied. Cooper Rush, they beat the Cincinnati Bengals outright as seven and a half point dogs. So I think a similar scenario in play here, this time going against the Dallas Cowboys. I think nine and a half is way too many. The Cowboys could win this game by less than a touchdown. I think that's very realistic, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets made it two and zero on the season. All right. And that's one of my favorite uh, NFL handicapping angles as well. <clears throat> Excuse me, especially in the standalone spots where everybody's focused to watch a team that looks so good. Man, it's just re the recency bias comes in. I mean, you can expect it. The odds makers know uh, to anticipate some public action coming in. And yeah, it's a classic case where that Dallas Giants game. One team couldn't have looked so bad. One team couldn't have looked any better on Sunday night. So I'm uh, I'm uh, fading Dallas and back in the Giants this week as well. All right, the next game, Sean Payton. Well, it worked down in Miami for the Super Bowl. It come out in the second half. But that's before they changed the rule, before you can get a run and start. So he sets up the Raiders with a short field. And Denver pretty much playing from behind the entire time after falling behind 7 and nothing. Um, also missed an extra point in a field goal, then newly acquired uh, a place kicker in Lutz. And so now they're three and a half against Washington. Washington kind of kind of made it a little bit more difficult than maybe it should have been against the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals put up a little bit of a fight in that four-point victory where they win, but they do not cover. Back-to-back -back home games to start the Broncos season. They're back as a favorite, minus three and a half over the Commanders. Yeah, Jimmy, you nailed it on a couple of different points. First of all, the onside kick to start the game puts their back against the wall, gives the Raiders a short field. If they don't do that, they might win that game. Uh, you also have Will Lutz. You are very familiar with him uh, during his time in New Orleans. He's a very good kicker, not like him to miss an extra point or a field goal. So, you know, that's all stuff that is very easily correctable and, and should regress to the positive for the Denver Broncos. I think we knew coming into the season, the Washington Commanders were not a very good football team. Fantastic defensive line, maybe the best in the NFL. And after that, there's not a whole lot else. And, and that was as evidenced by their, you know, inability to put away the worst team in football in the Arizona Cardinals. And so now you have what I think is a very good situation for the Denver Broncos. You have an inferior team at 1-0 going on the road in altitude with, uh, you know, against a better coach, against a better quarterback, against a better overall team that is 0-1 at home. So I think that situation is really good for the Denver Broncos. I made this line 6.5 in favor of Denver. And... You know, that's one of my biggest margins or discrepancies that I made all week. And you hate to lay three in a hook, but I think it's telling here that it hasn't gone to three. It's probably going to go if it does move, which I think it probably will. It'll probably go the other way to four, because if it hasn't been beaten down to three yet, 
then it probably won't. So I think you could have closing line value actually with the three and a half. And then finally, you've got game one under their belts. We kind of alluded to this, you know, some of the mistakes and some of the, the out of sync moments for both Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, and kind of the Denver Broncos as a whole. I think they get that worked out. I, I think this is an above average team playing against a very below average team. And, and I think Denver, and you know how the NFL is, what goes up must come down. And I think in this case, the Broncos go up, Washington comes down. I think the Broncos are able to rebound, get to one and one on the year and win this game pretty comfortably. Something I saw also, and some people interpret it as uh, Russell Wilson sort of dinking and dunking. I saw it as, you know, a coach that's coached Drew Brees for most of the time and a guy really got the ball out quickly, for, uh, uh, you know, against a guy that loves to kind of improv and kind of extend plays, you know, and fire it downfield. He called a lot of quick, short stuff. And I think he's trying to meet a Russell Wilson halfway, just try and get him conditioned to get the ball out quicker. So just a, just an observation that I had. Well, uh, Jimmy, right there, too, so. you know, he, he was without Jerry Judy. And, and of course, Patrick goes down in the offseason. So the receiving core is a little lighter for Russell Wilson, too. So probably trying to make things a little easier on him as well. We may get Judy back this week, which would certainly help our cause with the Broncos. But but I, I think you're spot on there in what Peyton was trying to do, and I think it can only get better and more efficient. And uh, everybody talks about, you know, like uh, Trevor Lawrence telling uh, Anthony Richardson, man, you got to start sliding. I mean, he looked like <laughs> Earl Campbell trying right. to run the football at, at times. I mean, it's the same thing that Aaron Rodgers told Joe Burrow early on in his career. you got to start sliding. But a guy who's taken the, 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 some really rough hits, and it's part of his game. It's not so much a runner but he's a scrambler and he's fidgety and he's elusive. And that's Sam Howell. I mean, and I saw it in the preseason. It was way too much uh, in that, uh, that wild preseason game where they broke the Ravens long winning streak. So it's uh, he's taken a lot of hits, man. And I just, man, where, where this league, 75% of the, um, you know, what on the average 22 to 24 of the starting quarterbacks will miss some time uh, due to injury or whatever. Uh, Howell is uh, near the top of the list. All right. Well, you think about him. You think What's about that? him, Jimmy, too, against that Denver secondary. He's not going to be able to find a lot of open wide receivers. He could be sitting in that pocket for a while, have to scramble even more in this game. I mean, this is against the Denver defense. This is no longer the Arizona Cardinals defense. It could <laughs> be a rough right. day for him. <clears throat> All right, let's get back to the teasers. You went all teasers last week and uh, went two and one, so we're back to one again, and we're teasing over those magic numbers of three and seven, the Wong teaser. San Francisco, they're listed as the visitors. They'll have more fans yeah. uh, at, uh, at Los Angeles. That's a lock. And in Pittsburgh, um, boy, they couldn't have been beaten any worse, but uh, this is a proud team, and uh, I, I, I like that. The thing I like about uh, Pittsburgh this week is that Deshaun Watson didn't look good. As it, it, the, the score was bad. I know that the rain contributed. The Bengals looked terrible. But Watson has not really made a whole lot of improvements. You're looking at San Francisco minus two and Pittsburgh plus the eight and a half, Brady. Yeah, you know, what we saw in week one, it's always, you know, overreaction week in week two. And, and I don't want to do that. And I don't think I am with the 49ers. I think they were clearly a very good team. We know they're a good team coming into this season. And I think they ought to be able to handle the Los Angeles Rams without much problem. That's where the overreaction could be on the Rams end. Uh, they have a bad offensive line. They have a bad running game. They have a bad defense. And they were able to take care of what I felt is not a very good Seattle 
Seattle team and did it so in the second half. Seattle came out looking okay, but then they really went south in the second half and the Rams took advantage of that. Now, Sean McVay in his career is now 6-1 and one straight up and against the spread in season opening games. And I kind of liked the Rams in that game against Seattle, but without Cooper Cup, I stayed away from it. But it wasn't surprising to me that McVay had his guys energized for that week one game. Now in week two, I think reality sets in. This is still one of the worst football teams in the NFL. Matthew Stafford looked good, but now he's going against the San Francisco defense. Seattle doesn't have a pass rush. We know what the Niners have really throughout the entire defense. So this is just an entirely different animal for the Los Angeles Rams in week two. You're right about the crowd. It'll be primarily 49er fans. They're even going to wear their red home jerseys. What kind of statement is that? Um, but you never like to lay eight points on the road. I actually made the game nine. I felt the Niners uh, should be a nine-point favorite according to my numbers, but I think it's a safer route. Rather than laying that number on the road, you take it through the seven and the three and all the way down to two, and I think the Niners have no problem winning this game by just a field goal. Now, you talk about Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Uh, Pittsburgh, I believe, is you know another team where what we see in week one is not necessarily reflective of what we're going to see all season. I believe they're a much better team than what we saw in week one. Now, you talk about the Cleveland Browns. I'm very high on Cleveland this year. You and I have talked about that, but you're absolutely right. Deshaun Watson did not look great. He does not look in sync with this offense just yet. And yeah, it was bad weather, but let's let's face it here. The running game and the defense took care of the Cincinnati Bengals in week one. And I believe Pittsburgh will bounce back in a big way. Not only were they a home dog in week one, but in week two, now they're a home divisional dog on Monday night football. I think that situation sets up very well for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then one of the most glaring situations, one of the most glaring trends, I believe, in the NFL year in and year out, Jimmy, that you can rely on pretty heavily is when you have a home underdog that wins outright and the following week they go into the role of road favorite. That is a big switch as far as roles and that's exactly what the Cleveland Browns are doing. Win outright as a home underdog. Now we put them up top that pedestal and make them a road favorite. That is a really tough role to, to hang on to without failure. So that's another reason I like backing Pittsburgh here. Also, week one teams since 2010, the last 13 years, week one teams that were beaten by double digits or more, 51, 33, and three against the spread in week two. That's 61% of the time that they bounce back. And I think Pittsburgh has a great chance to do that. Um, obviously, you're probably going to have to win the game outright here with the traditional spread, which I think they have a great chance to do. But again, uh, feeling very safe teasing that up and over a touchdown on the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's one of the reasons last year I got bet an exacto with Cincinnati Baltimore atop. I thought the Pittsburgh roster was and look, they 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 fell their way schedule wise to get another winning season for Tomlin, but they were just a cut below, you know, uh, Cincinnati and Baltimore. And it's and it's Watson. Even when he came back, I did not expect him to be the same. That game in Houston last year, where they won, was I mean so ugly offensively. Uh, they they didn't score an offensive touchdown. Uh, against the Texans of all teams. But I saw a little bit, I mean, very mild uh, improvement. So I thought the offseason, it hasn't happened, Brady. You know, with all the extenuating circumstances, there's no real comp, but he did not look good at all. And I mean, and I'm talking about some plays that the weather had nothing to do with. 
right. I mean, just some decisions and some poor throws. So we'll see. So I'm uh, I'm uh, looking for the Steelers to bounce back as well. Unders went 12 and four in Week One, including exactly half of those six and two uh, to the divisional uh, games under in Week One. Man, it was uh, seven and one. I'm sorry, eight and one, seven and one in the uh, the 1 p.m. Eastern kickoffs. And you throw in a Thursday night under as well. So a lot of unders in week one for the NFL. And what was the tougher beat, New England or the Saints? What was the tougher one? On uh... Well, I tell you what, I was on the Titans, so I like that, <laughs> <laughs> I like that side. But uh, I was on New England, too. And, and again, you, you recall... I was on New England in a teaser. I had that paired with Pittsburgh. So uh, I got five of my six legs home. Unfortunately, they don't uh, give you your money back on a situation like that. But uh, yeah, no, for New England backers just against the standard spread, that was really tough. They had a number of chances to cover that number. And I think that sets up for a really interesting contest with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, in week two coming up uh, on Thursday night. In the words of uh, of uh, Tony Romo on the hold on the two point conversion to cover, I don't know about that one, Jim. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> very good. Yeah, way to rub it in even more, uh, Tony. <laughs> From Brady Cannon, former uh, Westgate Superbook uh, Nash uh, uh, champion, handicap NFL handicapping champion. I'll get your credentials out straight, Brady. At some point, <laughs> I knew the the year back in 2011. I'm Jimmy out here in the Sports Better's Paradise. Uh, don't forget at Bet Rivers right now with the squares, man. It's a great. It's a great deal. Again, uh, single game parlays with the squares icon, a chance to win up to $10,000 in bonus play at Bet Rivers. Play the squares games right now available at uh, Bet Rivers. For Brady Cannon, I'm Jimmy Yano, the Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.